Welcome back guys and girls. This week's episode I'm joined by director, producer and owner of pay-per-view service Fight Ticket, James LaHart. Please check out our sponsors Advantage Design and Build, Mauler MMA and Fight Foam and don't forget to like our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. Now without further ado, to play us into this week's episode is my good friend Lewis Clay. So yeah, so James, we, we are we've we've obviously worked on quite a few shows together over the years, um, whether it be whether it be in person together or remotely. You being at the other yeah. end of the country, trying to <laughs> trying <laughs> to direct a show from far away. Um, and and for anybody that um, for anybody that doesn't know what you do now, could you in present day in 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 twenty twenty two. What's your involvement on this, in the sport today, James, in, 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 if you can wrap it up in just a few brief sentences? So I'm more of a producer now, uh, producer slash director. So um, I'm working with promoters to produce their events from the TV, uh, a broadcast perspective. So I will uh, I'll go there, set cameras up with a camera crew. Uh, I basically just direct their event, uh, yep. stream it online, if they want to stream it online. And... Uh, or YouTube or whatever. It's working with from a broadcast point of view. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd either do it on my own back with my own company, or I would do it with uh, Vision Camry, which is uh, where we get the bigger shows from. So we're yeah. doing a uh, we're doing like K Steel or, or Cage Warriors Academy or something. That's normally on our Vision Camry side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. So that's that's letting people know where today is, and that's letting people know what we're doing today. Um, Obviously, during the course of this podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll go into um, when you competed as well in MMA. Yep. Um, but take us back, take us back, James. We, we were just discussing offline before we started that that the that James is only just older than the UFC, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's, yeah. <laughs> he's still a nipper. <laughs> he's a young pup. So so yeah. So take us back. What what? Not what got you involved in MMA, James, but for you, when did you start getting involved in combat sports, I suppose, really? Well, combat sports as a whole, um, I think I joined. I joined the local boxing club when I was probably about 13, 14, but I didn't last very long there. It's, um, yeah. It was just something to do when I was bored, but it, I never took it, never ever took it serious. Um, yeah. My older brother did. Um, he competed a few times, but I never took it serious and just kind of fell out of it. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, yeah. some people have a latch on to what they just fall off, and I just kind of fall off. 
so what sport what sports were you into then around around that sort of age was there anything were you a football lad were you a rugby lad or no or not i was never i never really sported to be honest with you never sported yeah. it's i like boxing i like watching mm-hmm. boxing and then i think i when i got into it mate it was just channel serving one mate yeah okay and then i i think i was babysitting for a friend and then i was flicked on bravo yeah. And there was an old USA. I think it was Ortiz versus um, Shamrock came on. Oh, like, wow. Like an old archive of that. Yeah. Thought, Bloody hell, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is something totally different. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kind of got hooked on it since then. And then um, just watched it and a few years went by and it was like, I don't want to get involved, but I don't want to do, I like the grappling aspect. Yeah. 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 So then I found a local uh, jiu-jitsu class. It was run yeah. by... Uh, Steve Jones, uh, a Hodger Gracie student. Yeah. So, I so when when was, when was that? What, what sort of time frame was I that? I want to say that was 2009 when I started uh, BJJ. Okay. I want to yeah. say roughly 2009. So it was with uh, it was a local school in the leisure centre, and that was that was uh, Steve Jones. So he's he what I found, want to say was a purple belt at the time. He's now black. Yeah. Uh, so I, he taught us for about a year. And then he left. He moved on to Chester to start yeah. training. He opened up a big academy in Chester, and he's just, you know, he's killing it down there now. So one of his students, uh, Richie Dixon, he then took over. He basically told me everything I knew about jiu-jitsu and grappling aspects. Yeah. Uh, he was already a black belt in judo anyway. And it's his style of um, jiu-jitsu was a bit of judo, a bit of wrestling, a bit of samba, which is all thrown into one. He's called yeah. jiu-jitsu. but that's that's the that's the beautiful thing about um i'm getting off on a tangent straight away i I got told the other week by somebody (laughs) that i should rename this mma tangents because we never go into we never stick on stuff for too long it just just goes on another path but that's the beautiful thing about mma the the ground game in mma and the stand-up and the striking arts yes people bring in all different types of, of arts. That's the whole point of it. It's a mixed martial art. But yeah, from exactly, a from yeah. a jujitsu perspective, you you either find the people that are um one hundred percent jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu down the yeah, line. Yeah, we, yeah. We, if if it's not written in the stone, we're not doing it. And then you have the other side of it who may have been inspired by the likes of uh, Eddie Bravo or, or some of the other guys in that side of it that are like, well, hang on a minute. We could bring, if I do this instead of this, it brings yeah. a totally different aspect to, to jiu-jitsu as a whole. And that was Richie, uh, but that is Richie. Um, he's got so much knowledge of just grappling as a whole, not just jiu-jitsu, yeah. but, but all aspects. Uh, North Wales is very lucky to have someone like Richie about, to be honest. Um, yeah. He's such a rough knowledge. It's, it's crazy how much he knows. Um, and he was a great teacher, a good yeah. laugh as well. But so I was trained with him for many years. Um, I think he, he's recently got his black, actually. He got his black from Hodger himself. Um, but yeah, so I trained with him for quite, I want to say, on and off, roughly four or five, five years. Yeah. Um, and then we started doing a little bit of striking. Like uh, we were doing... Um, personal one-to-ones of him getting a little bit of striking in there uh, and that was down at Mike Egan's Muay Thai gym okay a little bit uh, so when I like if I was when I trained from a fight Mike also taught me a bit of you know, some basic Muay Thai stuff yeah we can get we get into that fight later on um, yeah but yeah it was just bouncing back and forth really where Richie 
his classes, like I say, were really good. Um, he got me up to two strike blue ball, but then eventually down the line, some injuries came in, so I got back problems now. It's like I try and train, but when I do, I'm just in agony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. that's yeah. a, you're you're, you're old before your time, mate. Well old before your time. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like I really want to train, but then when I'm training, when I'm rolling. I feel brilliant. I feel amazing. Yeah. But then the next morning, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miles just, too old before your time. That's what yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a similar issue. I, I tore my, um, I partially tore my Achilles in 2016. And yeah. even now, if I, if I go, um, if I go kickboxing or if I, if I go striking, um, the next day I can feel it. Um, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if I, if I, if I run, I can feel it for days and days and days and days. So yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just shit. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. it's just shit. But, um, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for you into the rolling side of it, obviously a few injuries have stopped you, uh, it's, it's stopped you in your tracks. Um, is, is that around that point? So we're talking maybe around the 2013, 2014 time by that sort of point. Yeah. So when the back pain started happening, <clears throat> I probably want to say about 2017-ish. Oh, yeah, about right. uh, okay. So I yeah, started, yeah. then I, I stopped training for a while. Uh, yeah. I had a little few competitions, uh, but they're only like, they weren't big competitions, just local stuff around yeah. that time. And then I I didn't train for a while. And then I saw Carl Prince had posted on Facebook saying someone's pulled out, fight yeah. four days, someone's pulled out. I don't know why I took it. It's like I hadn't trained. I hadn't trained for four months. Hadn't trained at all. And then I, I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I just take it. Just yeah. Get in there. Go do it for a laugh. You know, this lad's trained. Someone's pulled out. It's not really fair. And so I just, you know, he wants to fight. I'll give him a shot. Whatever. Yeah. I just very uh, immature of me to expect to just be able to grapple the lad. Yeah. Totally immature of me. He. Um, so I, I messaged Richie, like really out the blue and say, oh, I've got a fight in a couple of days. Do you mind training me? He's like, well, you better come train tonight. <laughs> and then I messaged uh, Mike Egan. I was like, I've got a fight in a couple of days. Can you uh, just go over a few uh, you know, just basic tie boxing defense stuff? Because I know the lad's a good kickboxer. But yeah, so we did that. It came to the fight. and uh, Hang on a minute. So three or four days before the fight, yeah, you're, you're asking you're asking Mike to go over a few basic tie boxing defenses. Basic defense. Because my <laughs> my whole in my head, because at the time yeah. immature, in my head I'm thinking all I need to do is catch his kick, take it down, and I'll submit in. Like, I was that confident that yeah. I'm in my grappling. Yeah, yeah. And that's fucking brilliant. That's I look at that's the lad only had a couple of fights on YouTube yeah. so I'm looking at his face and thinking he can't grapple that well I should be able to catch his kick and take it down Yeah. so we go into the fight he throws he, he boots me clean in the leg I thought fucking hell it hurt yeah I thought fuck me that hurt <laughs> so <laughs> i like shit what am I going to do here so I'm like, trying to catch his kick didn't do anything and then he's reading my kick he's, he's a really good kickboxer he was he's reading my, he's reading that every time he kicks I'm reaching down to grab him so he gets me up against the cage. I um I go to grab his kick. He goes high and he's knocking me out cold. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I send you the video on a bit. I'm flat out cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think you've shared it. I think I've seen it on Facebook. So my I, I face plant my nose has gone up, gone across my yeah. face. <laughs> my nose is still big enough. Yeah. But it's like 
and then that was uh, that was kind of my awakening. Like, yeah, you can't you can't do fighting if you're not training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was where I kind of took a step back. I think, all right. When I took a step back, I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, if I want to fight, I need to train. Yeah. A lot more than I was. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the lad who I thought he's gone pro now, it's, uh, it's Jamie Kelly. Yeah, yeah. So he's had a few good fights. And he's, he's a decent, no, he's a decent lad. He's a really good, good fighter. But I think if I want to be at that level, I need to train every day. And I don't, I just don't have the uh, the time to do it, especially now when I'm, I'm a teacher now, so I don't have the time yeah. to do that anymore. But even back then, it's just the time, the effort, all that stuff. And I thought, well, this isn't really where the way I want to approach this now. I want to come at MMA from a different angle. If I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was around that time when I started uh, working for Mike Egan again, just just filming his shows, uh, just a single camera, just taking a normal camera there, just filming it and editing it for him and putting it out on YouTube. So so before we get of... into that, James, just before we get into that, so were you were you a film student then? Is that is that something that's Not always then, been ah no. oh, right, Not... okay. So, so, so I've always been a bit of a computer geek. Like I've yeah. always been a bit geeky about computers and stuff like that. Um uh, and I've always kind of known how to use a camera, and uh, like yeah. better than the average person. Yeah, yeah, better. I say better than the average person, but nothing, nothing professional, nothing like, uh, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what sort of time frame was this as well? James? This again was about 2017. Okay, yeah, yeah. So cool. So you've you've been by this point, you've had about eight years ish of of grappling training, a little yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. mixed in, a little bit of about four days worth of uh, of, of striking training as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, obviously you've took the fight it's and and this is what really intrigues me is about how people uh, as I said to you beforehand it's it's the journey that you've took so this this thing for you MMA for you you've seen uh, possibly Shamrock versus Ortiz on on Bravo you've you've then gone through you've you've been training jiu-jitsu with with two or or jiu-jitsu stroke grappling with with two different instructors You've got a Muay Thai guy who's who's knocking about as well. You've, you've different, done a little bit, and for you personally, you've had that fight. It's been a bit of a bit of an awakening for you, and you've realised yeah, yeah. that that possibly you can't, not that you can't do it, but you can't give it the um, you can't give it the attention it needs to be able exactly, to do yeah. it to the level you want to do it. So sorry that it's also getting knocked out like the way I got knocked out I thought you know this is dangerous if you if you you're approaching it the way I was approaching it that's yeah. that's only well, that's one way to get hurt yeah 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 and you can only get hurt so many times before you you're knackered so it's like I had to take I, I thought about it for a while I thought yeah it's not getting hurt it's not for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I love it I love you know I still love grappling when I can um, yeah the fighting aspect it just wasn't for me it's uh I can't give it, like I said, I can't give it the attention that I need. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not like I was ever going to be amazing or anything, because far from it. But even just to be, even at amateur level, that's what some people don't understand. Even at amateur level, you've got to give it still that dedication as well. Even at the yeah. amateur level, even when you're first starting out, you need to give it all the attention that you can. Otherwise, it's just not going to be there for you. Look, I, I'm I'm a big believer that that the amateur level in the UK, we we've got some people that do the amateur level correctly. So they'll, they'll almost train like a professional, yeah. but compete under the amateur to gain the experience, to, 
to better themselves, to get themselves in positions now as an amateur that if they then come across them when they're a pro, they, they've already been yes. in that position. They've already done well, it. I can name like uh, Mohamed Makayev. He yeah. is one of the ones who's done took that route. He, he could have went professional ages ago, but he took that amateur route, built himself up. He actually built himself up such a name on the amateur scene that he signed with Brave straight away as soon as he turned yeah. pro. Yeah, yeah. And it's paid off for him now, isn't it? You'll see. Fights, what, 19? Yeah, March 19th, yeah. he makes the UFC and, debut. And that's what I mean. So, so Mohamed, he's, he's done the amateur route correctly. He's yes. he's gone out and he's fought at IMAF. Um, he's, he's he was a IMAF world champion, wasn't he? Uh, I believe. I think it's like two two time, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. gone into the IMAF side of it, and and I've I've banged on about IMAF in the last few podcasts, but it's the reason I do is, dude. When I was out there in Abu Dhabi watching the level of amateur fighters that. Our guys, you see, and, and this isn't me digging anyone out, you see the the regional or the promotional MMA amateur champion in the UK yeah. for their local promotion. And they're talking about going pro and they want to go to the UFC and they want to do this. I lay a challenge down to these people. Go and work with either Emma or the Welsh Mixed Martial Arts Federation Association yeah go to an IMAF tournament because the second you go to one of these IMAF mm-hmm. tournaments, you're going to be out there for a week. You've got a, you've got to find, we, we get, you get sponsored or, or you need to find the money to be able to take you out there for a week, take a week off work, whatever you've got yeah. to do. You will see what the level of people are around the world. Yeah. And, well, and yeah. if you, but if you don't want to fight them now as an amateur, wait until then people have turned pro because they're, mm-hmm. they're on a certain level now. When they turn they're on a very high level now, yeah. when they turn pro, that will really show you where you are in the world of mixed martial arts, not just well, in your local area, not just in the UK. Yeah, exactly. In the world of mixed martial but arts. The IMFs, are, the IMFs at the minute are, it's our sports equivalent of the, the Olympics because yeah. this is it's the same route. You're doing the amateurs, you go into little tournaments, you're building up for the IMFs, you win in the IMFs, then you turn pro. It's the same with the Olympics, the Olympic model for the boxing. And it's yeah. it's it's one of the things I um, I think about with, you know, you have these semi-pro boxing fights or the white-collar boxing yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah. And they have champions. You know, I'm the champion of such and such an area. Or I'm the best in Wales, like, for example. Or I'm the best yeah. in England. These semi-pros. And I, I know some of them are really good. Don't get me wrong. Some, some semi-pro people are really, really good. But some... If you were to take them down to like the Welsh tournaments, for example, just the Welsh yeah. amateur tournaments, not, not the Olympics, just the Welsh tournaments, if they went in there with some of the lads, they would get a rude awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the amateurs have just a totally different approach to everything. Yeah. When it's done properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the way I slide, that's the way I look at the IMAS as well. I look at the IMAS as this route where you are, you're building up, you go down to these, like you have your, um, like I think it's MMA Wales, they have um, open tryouts and stuff like that. And then yeah. you get on that squad then and they build you up through that squad. It's a squad. It's a, it's a big team. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you get to take it to IMF. And it, like you say, you fight the best of the best at the amateurs. Yeah. You you look at some of these. So I know we, we're talking about modern day and this is why it should have been called um, uh, uh, something <laughs> else. <laughs> but... Um, but you look at some of the guys out there, honestly, mate, when, when I was out there, 
you saw some of the guys, some of the some of the uh, Tajikistan fighters, some of the um, some of the Russian fighters, even some of the Swedish yeah. fighters, the Irish fighters as well. They're on such a level that you every almost every single weight class had somebody from Eastern Europe and that area yeah. in the final. And these guys, it, it all started, it all came to light in modern day times with, with Habib. Yeah. There's another 200 of them. Now, there's another, maybe not on the same level as Habib now, but where Habib was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there's another 100, 200 of them waiting to come through. Yeah. And they're yeah. only going to get better. And they're only going to get better. And this is... I, 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 I've been converted. I've been converted. Praise the IMF Lords because I've been converted <laughs> to 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 because honestly, the, the future for the future for UK as a whole for 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 the four nations. We've got a four nations tournament coming up as well. Um, yeah. and the future for for UK and Ireland's MMA is the amateur route. Is getting these guys, no, getting the amateurs up to a. You look at what happens in boxing. They get up to a certain level, maybe fighting the Olympics, maybe fighting world championships, and all yeah. of that before they turn. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them before they turn pro, and that is what's going to happen with MMA. Isn't it? You get yeah. all that experience yeah. because then when you turn pro, you've you kind of already fought the styles. Like like it, it, most amateurs of boxing have what. Some have a hundred fights, but within them hundred fights, they they fought every single style. So when it comes to the pros, they're kind of used to different styles. Are you turning pro straight away? Are you turning pro after five MMA fights? Yeah, you haven't had every style. Yeah, someone's yeah. going to surprise you somewhere down the line. And you may have, you may have been fed four cans on your way to it's, those five well, fights as well. This is one of the problems I have with um, with the UK scene is that some, yeah. unfortunately, I'm not going to name promotions, but unfortunately, some promotions will throw gimme fights in there. Maybe yeah. there's been a pull out at the last minute and they just throw a can and they've got a can from a gym down the road. Yeah, I, you know, we both know the people, we both know the gyms, and sometimes yeah. we both know the promotions as well. Yeah, yeah. And that to me, that does nothing for no one. That does nothing for the fighter who's fighting. It does nothing yeah. for the promotion because when I, as a producer, if I'm looking through the list of fighters, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, it's that name again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's certain like there's certain fighters now and certain fight camps that us yeah. in the southeast, me, Dan, Sam, um, Charlotte, and a couple of others that we've we've worked, we've seen competing, we've turned around to the prom promoters that have been on that have promoted it. And yeah. the camps themselves, yeah, and said, if we see your camp or if we see this camp on your fight card, they're not yeah. fighting. But that's good. That's, that, that's why I want to say, yeah, yeah. And we've just turned around to them and said that they're not fighting. And I mean, regardless of whatever you've done in the background, I don't care if they're saving somebody who sold two hundred tickets. That person is going to turn up, yeah. and someone's going to get hurt at the end of the day. Yeah. Someone's going to get really hurt. And all they're going to do, eventually, someone's going to... You, you look at what happened to you on four days' notice. You thought you had a good chance that, that you could get in there, catch a kick, take the guy down, submit him. And what you didn't take into account was that this guy could could read you like a book from a stand-up perspective oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and just and just laid the big head kick on you. But, um, but for some of these kids, they're turning up week in, week out, getting their asses handed to them. Mm-hmm. 
knowing full well that they're going to turn up, they're going to put their hands up, but they're probably going to end up, ta- they're either going to take a dive or if they don't take a dive, they're just going to take a hiding. And yeah. one of them is going to get seriously hurt for a few hundred quid and and a bit of a laugh with their mate on the motorway. And this is one of my biggest worries for the UK MMA scene. All it's yeah. going to take is one person to get seriously hurt. Yeah. And it, all the hard work that Emma's doing, yourself, Mark, all the other officials, it's just going to go to shit because of one yeah. person and one promotion. Yeah, and it yeah. will, you know what I mean? Because all the, it's going to have a government inquiry and all they're going to do is look at it and say, well, you know, well, this has all gone wrong. Someone's going it, to bring and it's up not f- recognising all the hard work that you guys have done. Because, and you so, know, that's, someone's that's going case. to bring up an interview from... 1998 where somebody called it oh, yeah, human exactly. cockfighting and yeah. they're going to go oh, it's human cockfighting we're going to get rid of it when it's not I mean, this is this is a sport that needs recognizing and we need uh, an association does. and it's like so. if you look at box so if you look at boxing you look at the uh it was the chris eubank i think michael watson and then mm-hmm. nigel ben Jared mccoy it's fights like that yeah. kind of the, because of fights like that boxing had different had to have more regulation put onto it yeah. So if they look at MMA, which isn't even, well, it's not even sanctioned yet. They look at MMA yeah. and some goes wrong there. It's going to be nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. There's so going to be a promoter crazy. or somebody to do with the promotion. Yeah. Is going to end up in court, uh, and, exactly. and something yeah, yeah. like that will happen. Somebody will end up in court. It will turn out that I hope it doesn't. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. Everything in between. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't. More for the person, but that promoter unwilling, unwittingly, sorry, is going to end up in court facing, potentially facing a life sentence for, for manslaughter or something's going to, isn't it? Yeah. Gross negligence. And their little promotion turns out that they've, they might not have registered their little promotion and then Mm. everything else that comes along with it. Are they insured at all? It's all this stuff that you've got to go. And even if they are insured, did they have the right medical team on site? So they are insured, but part of their insurance was you have to have this medical team on site and they didn't have the correct. And then all of a sudden it's personal liability. And that's, yeah. But anyway, mate, we're not getting into that now. That's, that's, we've, we've given it 10 minutes. That's that's that's, that's that's the tangent. That's welcome back to to MMA tangents. So uh, yeah. yeah. To end that one though, that's, that's what I like about Emma. That's why I like Emma's been set up because hopefully all this stuff is going to get resolved through through that. Yeah. 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 That's end that. It it will. It will. But getting back to you, getting back to you. So around the 2017 mark, obviously you, you, you had a fight that, that didn't end the way that you maybe thought it would have, um, to, to put it lightly. And then you started, um, on Mike's, uh, a couple of Mike's training sessions and a couple of, uh, one of his shows, you ended up starting recording, you started videoing and, 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 and yeah, so let's get back to some brighter times. Uh, and, and (laughs) (laughs) so that was really the, that was really the start of your, uh, videography and promotional and director, director, your directorial debut, Mike, uh, James, let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it was the, uh, the Welsh combat league, which was, I think we had like, five or six shows um mm-hmm. and each one got progressively better and better but it was a it was a mix of muay thai k1 and um white collar semi-professional boxing um yeah. so I, I was filming them uh it did really well um and then i thought I, you know i'm doing quite well at doing this I, I, I could make a career out of this really mm-hmm. but i haven't got a, i haven't got a degree 
So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go back to college. Um, And thankfully, uh, in the college, I had uh, a really good tutor, Chris, and he just fast-tracked me onto a degree straight away and said, you you can do a degree here in the college. You don't have to go to a university. It can be done through the college, verified Mm -hmm. by Bangor. So I did that for three years. Uh, In between that, I was... um, I was recommended to speak to someone called Paul Woozy, uh, mm-hmm. who was doing basically what I was doing, but on a much grander scale. Uh, yeah. At the time, it was P4 TV. Now it's Switch and Cymru. So I just, out of the whim, I just emailed him, saying, you know, Chris has recommended me, Mike's recommended you, um, to, you know, can I have, like, some work experience with you or something? Mm-hmm. And the first show I did was Cage Boys Academy, uh, Paul Reed show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was bloody brilliant. I yeah. loved it. I loved every second to do that show. Um, <laughs> but that's when, when I got to like a bigger show like that, when it was done professionally, uh, you know, there was a mixture of amateurs and pros and every fight was like, it was just like a dream job. Yeah. And from like, from the day of doing that, I thought this is what I want to do for a living. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah, yeah. So w- um, when would that have been? Around the 2018, 19 mark? Yeah, 2018. Uh, my, no, 2017. Still, still oh yeah, 17, yeah. So still, still 17. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So a lot happened in that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucky you can still remember a lot of it as well after that. It kicked, I can't so. remember the fight. I can't <laughs> remember that fight. <laughs> Luckily, Facebook and the modern day era has meant that, uh, <laughs> that it constantly comes up every year to remind you. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, wow. So 2017, you've then started. So what did you, what were you doing as a, don't have to go into too much details if you, if you don't want to, but what were you doing for, for work? Before that, then James. So if, you, if you've um, just started looking at, you've now started doing a degree in in, in that side of it. What were you doing yeah. before that? So it was 2017. I was just a bartender in a in a local oh, okay. restaurant, just, yeah. just just working at the bar at night. It's you know minimum wage, minimum job. I mean, it's like, it was a fun job. Don't get me wrong, but it was just like without sounding big headed, I kind of felt I was better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you I, f- and you felt going, there was something more for you. In the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to um to the owners. I just thought I was better than than working a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I worked. I, I was a pub manager myself. I, I understand yeah. what you mean. I, so yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's more to life than just yeah. There is. A few yeah, I, I I did like the job. The job was. I mean, the mm-hmm. lads were hilarious, but it was just more that I just like I say. I felt I I could I could do a lot better than what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. if I worked if I just worked at it. And yeah, one of the things yeah, yeah. I hadn't done, like I got kicked out of school when I was 13. Mm-hmm. I got put in an all, all boys behavior school type thing. Um, so every, every step in my life, I've had to work that extra bit harder for it. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what, if I want to do something, I'm at the point now, I was 2017, so I would have been like 24, 25. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I'm going to have to, again, I'm going to have to just pull my, pull my pants up, you know. And get yeah. on with it and we're yeah, yeah. extra harder again to get where I am so yeah so yeah so just did that uh, and the events just got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah and then COVID hit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so so moving through that time then so you you've gone from maybe end of 2017 you've done Cage Warriors Academy uh Paul Reed show you're then yeah. moving on to more and more shows. Um, yes, so we're doing Yakal, um, Yakal for Stefania. Um, yeah. We're doing Muay Thai Grand Prix. 
Yeah. MTK shows were coming up down for ESPN. And uh, well, it just this was just before they got their ESPN deal. Uh, that was yeah. IFL at the time. Uh, they started down MMA, Pro Bellum. Yeah. Um, and then Raj came along, Raj from Fightstar. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Again, this is all through Paul Woozy on Vision Cumbry. Uh, so we're just getting all these like big promotions. Uh, I think it's like Celtic Warriors in, in Belfast mm-hmm. and Dublin. Uh, and the work's just getting better and better and the shows are getting better. It's just like, yeah, yeah it's it's like it was felt so privileged. I mean, still every single time, every weekend I go out, whether it's doing a small show or a big show, it's just privileged to be there, really. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I I love the sport as a fan. For me to be yeah. able to actually direct it, it's a privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously in so what what possessed you to want to come along to drive all the way down to Bracknell <laughs> to do to do for, for a man who is looking for for looking to to produce and direct and and yeah and record and and, and distribute um MMA or combat sports events what possessed you to come along to uh, to to learn how to to learn it's about to, the the rules of uh, and the judging criteria of mixed martial arts from a productive a production perspective i need to i feel like everyone who's doing production should know the rules Mm-hmm. really that's that's my that's my if you want to give my take on it everyone should know the rules everyone from from a camera up to a director should know because if something happens in a show we yeah. need to know what to capture yeah if what well it's like let's say there's a a foul i need to know straight away well there's a foul i need to stop the clock why yeah. why am i stopping the clock well i'm stopping the clock because there's an attention on an intentional foul and the, the referee's caught time uh, if there's a controversial decision and then I need to I need to then know that I have to go to the commentators for, to get their take on it. Could we have the yeah. talk back and stuff like that? Uh, sometimes as well that there may be if it's a smaller show, there could even be a chance that the commentators don't know what's happened, but yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm able to relay to them quickly like this is happening. At the, uh, you know, this was uh, the first round, unintentional blows. Fight can't continue. It's a no contest. And they're trying yeah. to let's say they're saying it's TKO. I'm like, well, no, actually, no, I'm coming over the car and like, no, it's a, it's a no contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just to read. I need to know stuff like that. And I suppose I from to... your from your jujitsu background as well, you can yeah. also you can also help point your cameramen that hang on yeah. a minute, go to this point, go down, focus on the legs, focus on the legs because I can see that he's that this person's going exactly. For this. Yeah, and I mean, I'd love to have a recording of. Uh, of what we're saying to the camera because all you can hear is they go, Oh, watch the watch the yeah, watch his he needs to watch his neck, he needs to watch his neck. But whilst I'm saying he needs to watch his neck, the camera ops are sometimes coming in for like a close shot because they're hearing me say, Oh, he needs to watch his neck. So they yeah. know that something's gonna happen around the neck area. Yeah. They've so got their own running commentary. Don't bother listening to those two people <laughs> that are getting paid to but they paid don't to hear talk that. all that. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't hear that. They just hear whoever's coming over in the in the truck or in the back. Yeah. So it's me. It's either me or it's Paul, or sometimes yeah. both of us. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, the the combat sport. So competing uh, and training myself that's helped so much with the. Uh, it just know, to know what to get. Yeah. Uh, if I'm feel if I'm behind the camera, I know how the flow of it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. sort of know. I kind of sometimes know what's coming next. Before yeah. it's happened, yeah, I, yeah. I'm reading it as it's happening. It's 
it's like how, how a referee would sometimes read. You know, you, you kind of know what's... Not what, yeah. You know what I mean? You, know, you kind of read and all, you, it's like a book. And, and the fact that you've, you've, you've watched hundreds, if not thousands of fights over the years as well yeah, through yeah. a camera lens that, yeah. oh, I've seen this happen before. I've seen this happen before. So you're almost unintentionally reading it like a fighter would because you're seeing, ah, I've yeah. seen that set up before. I saw, I don't know, I saw fight number three on card number, whatever it was, four years ago. He was setting up yeah. like that as well. Ah, he's got that nuance coming in and, or he's doing this or or she's doing that. And because you've seen it, it's, it's, it's almost like your own muscle memory, but for catching yeah, exactly, the eye yeah. for the detail. So, yeah, exactly. So it's just, I mean, but that's again, that's years of experience of both training and actually filming, like you say. It's, uh, yeah. but from the official, so coming down to Bracknell, uh, that helped me like so much in a way that if there was another one, I'd come down again just to, just to rejig my mind because you know, things have changed since then as well. Yeah. Again, yeah, the, yeah. Ever, the ever evolving world of MMA, things change. <laughs> yeah. 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 Still, yeah. It's still not written in stone. <laughs> Watch out for I think around the June July sort of time. Just watch out for something on on the socials. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there'll be something coming up. Something coming up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. That's, I, I, sorry, mate. Go yeah, on. I, I like I say I left that from from like just just from stepping back from even from production. Going there was like an eye opener. Yeah. For me, it's like this. You think you know it until you know it, and mm-hmm. even now I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much. I actually refereed uh, the first, my first show on Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and looking back on that, I'm thinking, I did all right, but I could do so much better. Mm-hmm. But I need, you know, again, you need the, you need more experience going into to, yeah. to do it. Um, but I would never have been able to have done that, and I would never have done that anyway without firstly doing the, doing the seminar, but then also yeah. the years of of knowing, mm-hmm. you know, the years of watching and the years of um, of directing. It's like when I'm when I'm watching, I'm not I'm not watching actual fighting. I'm watching what the referee is doing, and I'm watching. I am watching what the fighters are doing, but I'm not taking it in as a fan. Yeah, I'm reading it in a totally different way. It's like you can ask me now. We we both did the Brighton show on uh, yeah. last weekend. You can ask me who went fight them three. I, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, me neither and I judged it so yes exactly I, I wouldn't have an absolute clue I yeah. can remember there was a couple of really good knockouts but I can't tell you who or what it was round it a beautiful or... head kick really nice yeah. head kick knockout yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but I cu- I'm not reading it in that way I'm reading it totally different to, to that yeah do you I, feel I without without putting off. anyone off getting into what you do James from a from from your perspective yeah. Have you found that that it's changed your the way you watch fighting as a whole? So you you could be watching, I don't know, the big show that's coming up in the next however many weeks it is. You you sit down because you're going down to you're going to UFC London, aren't you? Are, I am, yeah. Yeah. Are you going as a yeah. fan or are you going as a as a, a, as a, a working? <laughs> I was. I'm going as a fan. Yeah. But then the day I got the tickets, uh, Chris at MMA Island messaged me saying I can get you uh, press passes. Like, oh, oh, ace. I'm with the missus. So can you yeah. get the missus passes as well? He's like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, God, no, I can't tell I can't fuck the missus off now. I'll get into yeah. for that. Yeah. She may no longer be the missus if you do that. Exactly. So, yeah. so <laughs> I'm like, oh. 
I like whatever. I just I got to take the bullet on this one. I just got to yeah. take on the head. But yeah. So do you find so you're going down to this? It's obviously nine days time, isn't it? It's, it's next Saturday. Yeah, it's so 19th, yeah. Yeah. So for you, do you find that that when you watch an MMA event? you watch it differently now, even if you're nothing to do with the production side of it, you're just watching it as a fan. Do you find that you watch it differently now? Um, yes. And no. So I'm still watching it. As, when I'm watching it at home, I'm, t- I'm taking that step back and I am watching it as a fan, but then I'm also noting stuff. Yeah. Like, Oh, you could use a better shot here or you, and it's even yeah. weird saying that because you see do have the best production around. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I don't, other than the UFC, I'd say Cage Warriors are probably the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's like, uh, I've been to Bellator, I've been to Cage Warriors, big Cage Warriors. I've been to uh, the UFC. I always think Cage Warriors is the pinnacle of the European. Mm-hmm. And now, well, they've gone worldwide, haven't they? They've gone yeah. trying to conquer America. Yeah, yeah. Um, Over in San Diego yeah. this weekend, I think. They're, are they in San Diego Yes, this it is. Weekend? I think it's yeah. sun, Sunday night, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I want yeah, to say yeah. Sunday. So yeah, uh, Cage Warriors, their production is brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, so I am, I, I am sort of like watching it from a production standpoint, but a little less. I'm a mm-hmm. little less back on that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure, I'm sure for you as you're watching it, are you watching it as a kind of um, judging at the same time? I'm really, really bad. But <laughs> if I'm not judging a fight, I... I don't take it in. I've, I've found that the, okay. the only way that I can, so I'll, I'll go and watch it with, uh, I don't know, I'll watch a UFC or a Bellator or uh, we're missing Aries tonight because I didn't plan this very oh, yeah. well. So Aries yeah. is actually on tonight. <laughs> but um, but if I'm watching an event, it depends who's fighting. If I don't, if I know the fighters, so if, I don't know, let's say for instance sake, Mark Hunt is my favourite fighter. He, he has been for, for a number of years. If I was to watch Mark Hunt fight, I'd watch him as a fan. He, he hasn't fought yeah. for a number of years, but um, if I was to watch him fight, I'd watch him as a fan. If I was to watch a fighter I really enjoy watching, I'll watch it as a fan. Yeah. The problem I have now is I can't take in a fight like I used to as a fan. Sometimes yeah. I'll start watching it and whether it's to do with the fact that I've, I've worked on so many events and I've, I've, uh, I've officiated so many fights now, but I've stopped watching him. And, and it could be to do with, I have about, I get up at six o'clock on a Sunday morning to watch any fights that I can from a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> I can have anything between an hour to two hours before those bleeding kids come down and start messing up my t- my, my <laughs> viewing. So I'll be sitting there. If I know there's a big fight coming on, um, I'll be like, oh, I've got to watch this. Oh, I've got to, I want to watch everything. But knowing that this could potentially be a four-hour broadcast that I might only have an hour and a half to watch it in, yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll get a little bit impatient and then – I'll fast forward through some of the fights or, or I'll watch I it on like do the same. double speed. Yeah. Just to, cause I, I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to watch that big fight before, before Twitter or, or Facebook or, or yeah. the WhatsApp groups start kicking off with who's won. I've got to watch them now. I've got to watch them now. So, so um, it's like yeah. on the way home from, uh, on the way home from Brighton on Sunday, 
I missed a USC on the Saturday night because by the time yeah. I got back to the hotel, it was what, two in the morning anyway. I was knackered. I thought, I can't, I'm not staying up for this now. Yeah. So I find myself in them instances, I'm just skipping on the BT app, just click the fight and you go straight to the last fight. Yeah. 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 But that's yeah. the only fight I'm in. Sometimes that's the only fight I'm interested in. Like you say, sometimes when they have a stacked card, I watch every fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the first fight, the first fight on Fight Island, first fight card. I watched every single fight. I think I liked mm-hmm. it. To be honest, I watched it live. I think. Yeah. Um, so it depends. Yeah, I, 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 I feel the same. If I'm watching it pre-recorded, I sometimes skip through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, but I, I need to delete. Actually, I got verdict on my phone. So if I am asleep, it wakes me up saying <laughs> next front. Oh, I don't want to know whether it's gone past around or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose also we're. Like this is welcome again to MMA tangents as, <laughs> as we as we go off on one, but um, it's uh, f- from my point of view as well. When you when you are watching the fights and when you when you're going through it, it's as a culture now we're a consumer culture for for visual side. So, how many times have you like there's um, there's a show and it's released weekly and you go oh for God's sake why is it released why can't they re- just release them all at the same time. And, and yeah. we've we've been spoiled by the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime and and other streaming channels that release everything all at once, and then you can watch it all at once. So when we get the fights, we're like, oh, I know it's it's almost like the main event. I don't know whoever it may be is the season finale. So you you yeah. almost want to watch everything to get to that season finale. And it's just a, I think it's just the way that we consume information and consume everything now that. I know that I can skip straight onto that that main event, but yeah, on the BT Sports app, uh, promoting BT Sports or whatever it is, you can <laughs> click through, you can flick through and go straight onto it. Um, yeah. I stupidly now have BT through Sky rather than through BT themselves, BT Sports through Sky rather than through BT oh, right, themselves, yeah, yeah. which means I don't have access to the app anymore. Which means I I only have the recording. On, I can watch it on my phone off of off of my Sky Q box, but um, yeah, yeah, it means that I have to fast forward it. So I might end up catching the result of a fight, um, yeah, rather yeah, yeah, than rather that. than actually getting yeah, rather than actually getting I've, to. I've the, made the, the mistake the of starting. Fight. I've made a mistake in the past of starting the um, broadcast now when it's on your Sky Q. Yeah, it's like because obviously, let's say I wake up at seven in the morning. I Johnny just finished at six. It's kind of yeah. finished. Just after the fight's finished, so I'm clicking play. And it's already t- it's telling me the result. I'm like, oh no! Instead of going back to the start, I like, fucking hell. It happened. Yeah, it happened I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass. So yeah, so so for you, for you now, obviously, we're going to get back. We're gonna we're gonna move away from that tangent section, and we're gonna we're gonna go back to so 2018. You've done your you've done your Mark Goddard course because yeah, of your to help you understand more around the rules, more what to watch for. Obviously, moving into later, because that was early 2018, I want to say. It was, yeah, it was like, summer. no, it was the, the World Cup was on. I remember the World Cup. I remember England playing that night, actually. Uh, okay. It's weird, it's weird yeah, how yeah. I can remember stuff. Like that, but yeah. <laughs> I, so, do, yeah, so I we, do recall it. So we're talking like June, July sort of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. July, August, maybe even. Um, but we're, uh, I think it was yeah, June or July. Um, so we're halfway through the year in 2018. You've been doing this now for almost 18 months, sort of yeah. time, year, 18 months. You're, you're starting to work on bigger shows. Um, you were then moving into 2019. Obviously, 2019 would have been your biggest year to date 
in in what you're doing as well um, yeah. with, with with that sort of side of it. Talk, take us through 2019 itself, James. How, how did that, if you can remember, what how was uh, that for you? Was there anything that stood out for you as far as in your in in, in what you were doing? It was 2019 was kind of a similar year, really. It was just again we're just doing shows. We're just, we're doing Yakawa uh, again. We're doing MTK Muay Thai Grand Prix, and we're just keeping that portfolio going. Yeah. Well, through obviously, I'm at this point. I, I'm not directing these ones. I'm I'm more of I'm doing the replays. Yeah. Because that's okay. one of my main things. Well, so if it's if I'm directing, I'm directing. If I'm there as uh, the graphics and the replays, that's my job is to capture replays, which is why mm-hmm. where the jiu-jitsu comes in handy and the, yeah. the experience of that, because I know what to capture. Yeah. I know that's a good takedown, so I know where to capture that replay. I know that this fighter A is moving his hands to set up like a rear naked choke. I can see that happening, so I capture that yeah. shot as well. Um, so again, we're just going through that motion of... And we did have a really good year. We were doing we were pretty much full all through 2019. It was great. Um, and then that's the year I also decided, right, okay, if this stuff doesn't work out, because, you know, things do happen, things change, I'll get my teacher's degree as well. Mm-hmm. Just to fall back onto, I've got my degree. At this point, I've already got my degree. Yeah. Um, so I, I will fall back now on a teacher's degree, do a PGCE, um, if, I'll, I'll become a teacher in like 20 years or something mm-hmm. after that uh, and then we get to what December and um, then well, we went December was it was March but December's our last lot of shows you know so it's weird the way the um, the fight game works is December you always have a load of shows in December January to February there's barely any if, if any yeah. at all yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what it was. So the year kind of ended start of December. Um, at this time as well, because this works only weekend work. So in the during the week, I was just doing care work. So it was like uh, yeah. community care, you know, yeah, going yeah. to uh, old people's homes, getting them in changed, uh, cleaning them up, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. So we're, I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, 2019, kind of like a repeat of 18, yeah. if anything. Yeah, it was yeah. then the wacky world twenty twenty onwards. <laughs> yeah, 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 and obviously for 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 you from a from a, a videography or, or from a directory point of view, your your January and your February are quiet. Just yes. as everything's about to kick off again, we're all we're all getting excited. We're all we're all polishing our shoes, getting ready to go out and do yeah. it all again. And we already know something's coming because yeah, yeah it's big in all other different parts of the world. And then the lockdown announcements happened, what, second week, third week of March, something like that. Yeah. And, um, oh shit, we're, we're, well, yeah. <laughs> as, I mean, as a community, as a combat sports for you community, it's, yeah, yeah everything's I mean, gone tits up. Essentially. So, so we had a calendar that was literally, I want to say almost every single weekend till December was full. Oh wow! It was it was in fact all of there were some weekends where we had to split the production. Up. I mean, we do this is like now, which is great now. But yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, twenty twenty, we're looking really, really spot on. Like this is going to be a really good year. This is COVID ten is like shit. Yeah, and then one one promotion after another, which are going and going and going. Um, 
I remember the last show I did for Paul Woozy was in Belfast um, in Oster Hall. And I remember getting to Belfast Airport and I was literally, we were the only people in the airport. And like, this yeah. is weird. This is, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That was the last show I did then. And then the week. So when, when was that? Was that in 2020, was it? That was 2020, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. Was, um, that was the first week of March. And then the second week of March, um, I was doing Ross Poynton's show in Stoke. Yeah. Doing a show with him. And I looked at my phone and you'll see Lyndon just been cancelled. And I thought, here we go. The Simmons yeah. Lewis, if UFC Lyndon's pulled out, something's going to happen. Yeah. And I think the, the Monday was when they announced lockdown. I just, I had the feeling it was going to happen. I thought, shit. Yeah. 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 And that was it. Then obviously everyone's cancelled. I was like, when were we going to get back? Yeah. 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 And, and for you as well, being relatively new into this and, and when I say relatively new, you're still like two, two, two and a half years, three yeah. years into, into what you're doing. You've, um, you've invested time, you've invested money, you've invested yeah, yeah. A, a, three years of your life pretty much into all of this and you can just see it all flittering away. It's, 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 like, it's like the big snap well, yeah, in, I mean, in, in Avengers that, that everything, half of it's <laughs> just disappeared. Half your life essentially is, is yeah. disappearing now. So, so because all that was wiped out, I had to close the company down, the limited yeah. company. I expect the right to I'm not making money, I have to close it. So I had to, I had to um, sign out a company's house for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit. I had enough money saved that got me through to July, no, August. Yeah. And I, for me, I thought, when I got to August, I thought, right, I got my car to pay for. Luckily, I was still at home. So like, yeah. I still live in the parents' house. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do from this point. Like, yeah. I don't want to go back down to a shitty job again. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of past that because that was again just before lockdown. I was doing uh, supply teaching mm-hmm. because it was part of my experience from PGC. Yeah. And obviously that dried up straight away because no schools. Uh, but I applied for a job in the local college at that time, completely, totally forgot about it. Yeah. Like, I think I checked my bank account and I was down to my last 20 quid. Oh, wow. And then, I checked my email and I got an email from uh, from the college saying you have a job interview next week. I thought, shit, do I? <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't even know I applied for a job. I thought, oh shit, yeah, I did. I applied for a job in February. So thankfully I did that interview and I was really lucky to have got the job. Mm-hmm. And that was it then. So I'm kind of like, I thought, okay, if TV work doesn't come back, I, at least I'm at least I've got a good job. You know, a job that I like doing. Um, you know, obviously TV is always going to be my first love, but I do like teaching. So what do you teach then, James? I know we're, so I, we're... I, I teach, I teach all sports. Uh, all sorts. I teach um, computer science, esports, which are esports is like a bit like MMA. It's not recognized. So it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, the whole set for that is like, it's very similar. It's a new sport. It's just, it's just not, uh, not recognized at all. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is fun. It's, there's so many different organizations <laughs> that are claiming that they're this, you know, they're claiming that they're the they're the the pinnacle of esports for this country. It's really strange. It's all politics. Yeah. I, yeah, actually, yeah. you know, we've yeah. made it to all politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I teach that. I teach media, um, media as a whole. I was teaching games development last year. And you just get basically it's computer and media, so they just give you everything to teach. You expect yeah. to teach everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So thankfully, I got that job. And then September, I want to say around September time, just as the schools were opening and the colleges were opening, sports started coming back again. Yeah. Very, very slowly, but they were. But there were all limited events. Um, and I kept on getting phone calls. Um, you know, can you do a pay-per-view for this for me? I was like, well, yeah, but let me speak to Fight TV. Because at the time, I had a contract with Fight TV. I mean, I still do. Yeah. Um, I was like, let me let me speak to Fight TV. The contract will be under my name, but I will film it for you, and I will give you all the revenue for it. I don't want anything other than the cost of filming. Yeah. But Fight TV want 40%. As soon as people hear 40%, they're like, oh, no, you're all right. It's in a bit. And I'm thinking, God, I've turned down like five or six shows, which kind of need the money. Um, yeah. And at this point, I thought, you know what? I've got the I've got the expertise. I know how to set up stuff like this. Why don't I just set my own pay-per-view company up? Yeah. I've got the knowledge to set the company up. And Paul has the contacts as in all the promotions. Yeah. You know, he knows Raj, he knows uh he knows people from K Steel, he knows all these big promotions and all these promoters. So why not work together on this and yeah. come up with the um with a pay-per-view? Um so I've set it all up with myself. So it's still mm-hmm. just my company. But I've got Paul then. If if they haven't got a pay-per-view platform, Paul will say, well, you know, you my colleague has one, you can go to him. Otherwise, we would still stick with um, with Sid from MATV. For us, it doesn't matter whether they're on my pay-per-view, YouTube or, you know, or anything else. We're still filming. We're still getting yeah. money for that. But for yeah, me, yeah. the pay-per-view is that extra revenue for me now, that extra bit of... And it's it's opening up more doors to for me personally with uh, with other promoters as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, you can I, do it I, as a package now, can't you? You can. We'll come yeah. along. We'll film it. We'll we'll edit it. We'll do all of that. We'll also do your pay per view. It's all under one roof, yeah. and that they know that they've only got to phone you. You haven't got to speak to anyone else. They've, they've, I can speak yeah, to James, exactly, and yeah. James is the man who's given us the whole package, not not yeah, yeah. part of the package, the whole package. So, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That's the way and I just that's the way I wanted to approach it. I wanted to approach it in a very fair way as well. Uh, so I actually don't do it as a package. I do it as mm-hmm. I take 30% of your revenue. The only reason I don't do it as a package, because let's say you pay me three grand now for cameras. Yeah. If your pay-per-view doesn't make three grand, then you're at a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want it where you have to you have to rely on my I can back it set, I can set up a show, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I want it so you already had the camera crew. You continue using that camera crew. Yeah. You just send me your stream and I stream it. And then you get I get 30%, you get the rest. And that yeah. way, if you have paid three grand, if you don't make it back, you let a loss. But the way I approach it is if you make you make a tenner, you make a tenner. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? You've already paid for the camera crew. And now yeah. if you make a tenner off of the streaming, that's another tenner that you got in your bin. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you'd expect yeah, yeah. to make more than a tenner, but yeah. But yeah. The, the problem is, you're saying you're paying the free grand up front, and then you're making nothing. But then, like I say, you're at the loss, then, and it's not. Um, so I approach it a different way. I approach it as, and I always, I kind of always say to to promote starting out as well. I would say, don't do pay per view. Yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah. not the USC. Yeah. <laughs> they all these promoters will think they think they're the USC. They think they're going to get you know I'm going to get. The, so many pay-per-view buyers are like, but you're not because you're not the UFC. Yeah. Um, there's no point trying that way. You put yourself on Facebook, the Facebook and YouTube free. Yeah. Put yourself on Facebook, put yourself on YouTube, build yourself up first. If you're like FCC, for example, you can get away with it. If you're if you're um 
who's the other big one? Uh, Golden Ticket, then another big one. If you're, yeah. you're, if you're big on the on the re, on the national, not even the regional, but the national side of things, and you're a big yeah. promotion nationally, fair enough. Cage one is easy to get away with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got their own broadcast deals. Um, yeah. So I don't advise any promoter. I, to me, this is like I'm throwing work away, but I'm yeah. not because I want to. I want to get the best out of the promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. This is just a side thing. I don't mind too much about the money. Yeah, it, it's a passion for me. Yeah, yeah. So if I if I, I want to build help build your promotion up, mm-hmm. and if that means putting you on YouTube for free for a few fights or a few events, that's that's fine. Yeah, we'll build up to your pay per view, and that's and, the way and I what, approach and it. And what better what better way to promote your own, um, like from a from a promoter's point of view, what better way to promote your ticket sales for your event, yeah. then putting it out there for people are paying to come and watch it live because it's the experience of watching it live. Yeah. But if you're trying to build a, uh, a fan base for your promotion, putting it out on YouTube or putting it out on Facebook or putting it out on a free to view uh, uh, platform, what better yeah. way for them to actually start building that fan base and building people. Exactly. People watch the UFC because it's the UFC. People watch Bellator yeah. because it's it's Bellator. People watch Cage Warriors because it's Cage Warriors. Yes, they yes, you will have fans that watch it because of a particular fighter or a number of fighters yeah. fighting. But yeah, yeah. people watch it because of the brand. And what better way to promote your brand? Let's let's be like you're young, you're miles, you're ten years younger than me, James. But for me, when I was watching boxing growing up. I watched Nassim Hamid on yeah. ITV. Yeah. yeah, ITV. I'd watch Nassim Hamid. And and that was that was for me watching my boxing. I'd go around with granddad's and, and we'd watch we'd watch Prince Nassim box. Yeah. And what better way for him to to promote himself before he went to the States and did pay-per-views than on free to view TV? And that's exactly the same exactly. with some of the promotions. It's yeah. exactly. But promoters, unfortunately, some promoters do get it. Some promoters yeah. honestly get it, but some don't. And what then when they do the pay-per-view, they will only promote the pay-per-view two days before. I said, like, why yeah. are you promoting it two days before? Because I want to sell all the fight tickets first. I'm like, yeah. if people want to come to your event, they will go to your event. If they want to watch it live, they will watch it live. I can easily sit at home now next Saturday and watch the UFC on BT Sport, not pay a penny, not leave my couch. But I want yeah. to go to watch it because it's the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The experience of watching the UFC live is like, you know, to quote Dana White, it's like there's nothing else. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, done yeah. it before. I've done it at like half five in the morning watching Bisping fight in Manchester. There's no, the, the crowd experience from there, there's nothing, you can't put it into words what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same for, it's, just, it, it's the same even, you know, when I'm doing the small regional shows, and we know there's a big fight coming up. I still get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I could hear that crowd going and going and going, like Jesus, the crowd's going to lose the roof off in here. It's, it gives you goosebumps. Yeah, even well, if it was a small regional show. Well, all I all I can remember about Saturday night at, at Road to Victory, there was yeah. a, a particular fight, and the guys' fans were sitting behind me, and I was <laughs> in the opposition. I was sitting behind the opposition's corner. 
the, these three or four fans, and, and I'm not going to mention who the who the I don't remember who the fighter was, but I remember who the cornerman was and and the coach, yeah. and these fans are saying stuff to try and put the fighter <laughs> off. The coach has lost his call, and he's telling the fighters off, and I'm like. Dude, you're supposed to be setting an example. I'm thinking, but I would never have said it to him because it's not my place to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm a judge. I'm, I'm judging yeah, the yeah. fight. All I could think of was, you're supposed to be the one keeping your 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 fighter composed to stay in this fight <laughs> for everything they're saying. You're yeah. telling these guys, I'm going to punch your head in in the car park if you don't shut up. I was like, <laughs> dude, this isn't the way to do it. This is what, what, like, he's arguing with fans, and these fans, I can hear him every time he's kicking off. They're giggling behind me because these boys are like uh, late teens, early twenties. They find it, it, yeah, they're finding it highly amusing that this guy is is flipping his lid because they've, uh, yeah, they've, they've just that's got it. Then they'll hit, hit the, he's he's but he's, he's caught the bait then, hasn't he? He's bit the bait, yeah. so they've, they've oh. got a hook on a sinker, oh, and they're just so reading funny. the Ennis. <laughs> yeah, and you could hear he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and look, look, that's 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 a different side to it. That that was possibly the funniest moment, and because he was into, <laughs> in between rounds as well. So I've put my score down, and these guys are, are diving him off, and he's he's biting. I I've done my score. I've finished that yeah. round. So other than taking a few notes down, I, yeah. I I've got thirty seconds to sit there and and recompose myself. And all I could do, I I, I did as much as I could to stop my shoulders jigging up and down as I'm fucking giggling to myself that these <laughs> these guys have got him. Yeah, they've got him over a barrel. But um, but hey, but yeah, yeah. But but going back to it, yeah. From a from a pay per view perspective and from a from a recording perspective, I'm I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you that, that that promoters need to. They need to think, you need to, why when you go to a food fair, are people giving out little bits of cheese? Why are people giving out little bits of cake? Why Why, why do we give, why do we have free samples? Exactly. Uh, I, I work in PPE, so I sell PPE for a living. Um, yeah. I give out free samples to people of certain pieces of equipment, or I will loan people equipment for them to use. And why do I do it? Because I want them to see how good my product is, therefore exactly. they will buy it. And, exactly. and for a promoter giving away, let's be honest, if they're if they're streaming it live on YouTube and somebody goes, well, I ain't going to go, I, I'm not going to travel five miles up the road to go to that promotion to watch my mate who's having his first fight. I'm going to just watch it for free on YouTube and then congratulate him on Facebook. That's possibly not the sort of person you want at your event in I the would, first place. Yeah, I was going to say that that's not the type of person, that, that's not a fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's somebody that, who you know, just wants to go along and shout for their mate. That's it. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So I always say, you know, if you are, if you, if you're the type of person who wants to give to, because at the end of the day, these promotions are only doing it to most of them are amateur events, and half of them are professional. Yeah. As in, no, I, I don't mean the production. I mean, half the, they should put on amateur shows on for amateur yeah. fighters. They're doing it for the fighters. They should be yeah. doing it for the fighters. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, some do it for profit, but the way you should really be looking at it is like, you want to elevate the the fighters in your area because the more you elevate the fighters in your area, the more fighters you're going to have for your shows later on down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the things I like about Cage Warriors is 
okay, we're talking pro now, but when their fighters hit a certain level, they've got no problem releasing them to go sign for Bellator or go sign for the UFC. And that's what I love yeah. about Cage Warriors and Graham Boylan. Mm-hmm. He has no problems letting them fighters go because he knows that all it's going to do is like Paddy goes to the UFC, has this amazing first fight, but everyone's all, all eyes are then like, well, where did he fight before that? Oh, Cage Warriors. Let's go watch some fights on Cage Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th- and then they see, I don't know, they'll see, oh, we'll look at this fighter. And, oh, he's fighting on Cage Warriors. And then all of a sudden, UFC fight pass. Oh, there's another Cage Warriors coming up. Exactly. Or, or I'm in London. Cage Warriors is in London. Or I'm in Cage Warriors in San Diego coming up. They're in Belfast. They're, they're all over the shop. So, oh, hang on a minute. And then they're bringing more and more people through. And, and more and more people will, will then end up watching the smaller shows. Not only are they going to watch Paddy in Cage Warriors, they're also yeah. going to watch Paddy if he's had his yeah. fights before Cage Warriors recorded. Oh, yeah, for like wherever he's or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're going to go back and they're, because they're a Paddy fan, they're going to go back and watch his his back catalogue. And then everybody benefits from from Paddy being exactly. in the UFC. Everybody benefits because then all of a sudden, Paddy had I don't know. Paddy had a sponsor in his third fight at FCC. He had a sponsor who did something some stuff all of a sudden that guy goes oh hang on a minute i could do with one of them yeah and then they they'll go and speak to that sponsor they'll they'll do something they'll do something on 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 the back of that so so yeah so everybody at that point wins everybody wins because we're all yeah it's like a revolving door isn't it you know yeah 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 you put on a show your show's really good this fight has been elevated. He's gone higher. And then it just repeats and repeats and repeats. Um, but the type of people, the type of fans, if you're a fan on, like, oh, like it's free on YouTube, I'm not going to go to that because I can't be asked paying. And like you say, that's not the person, that's not the type of person you want there. If I know there's a local show on and I'm free that night, I will pay money to go watch that. Some well, yeah. half the time I'm there anyway, filming it. Or yeah. I'm, yeah, some, yeah. I'm somehow involved, especially around here. I'm somehow involved in it. But if I'm not, I'd still pay to go and watch it because I'm just contributing to the next level of talent. And yeah. the next level of talent for me, well, the benefit of me, because somewhere down the line, I'm probably going to film the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm my, somehow, my nephew- somehow down the line, I will make money off that person. Yeah. And 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 for me, like I, I very similar to you, I'm busy most weekends uh, and, and I'm doing... Lots of stuff outside of MMA. Got my own work. Got this to do as well but from yeah. the podcast point of view. But my my nephew fought in December. Um, so my nephew is um, he's just he, he had his um, he had a skills bout in boxing in November. He's 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 just yeah. turned sixteen. Um, he had his first amateur fight the weekend just gone. So when we was in Brighton, um, I actually dropped okay. him in Hove. There was a there was a show in Hove, so I dropped him in Hove because my brother was coaching during the day. So I dropped him in Hove so he could go to his fight in the evening, his boxing fight in the evening. But I haven't paid to go to a show for ages, not because I don't want to go to him, but because I'm generally working or if I'm yeah, not yeah. working, I've got the wife and two kids that I need to at some point see at a weekend. So yeah. going to a show, I'm generally working on a lot of the London shows anyway, or a lot of the yeah. Southeast shows. Um but the last one I actually paid for, my nephew was boxing. Uh, he had a skills bout and it was their home show. And my my brother's a coach. My brother's best mate is the head coach. And I've paid for me and my missus, I don't know, something like 40 quid for two tickets. Let's just say it was yeah. 40 quid for yeah. two tickets. 
I've turned up and Roscoe, the head coach and the, and the promoter, uh, he, he was running the show. He goes, oh, you're right, mate. He goes, um, did you, like, why are you standing there? We were just standing in the cheap bits. And um, yeah, yeah. he goes, why are you over there? How come Dave hasn't sorted you out over here? And I went, well, I bought two tickets. He goes, what do you mean you fucking bought two tickets? And I went, mate, I'm here to, I'm here to support you guys. I'm not here yeah, to, yeah. to just come along, wave and cheer for little Jolie and then, and then piss off. I've come to, I've give you the money because this money is going back towards your boxing club, which means then your boxing club can produce that 40 quid's not going to give nothing. But if, if that is going to give you a little bit towards something else and, and it helps yeah. it roll. And that's, that's where you've just sometimes got to give it back. I could have got, I'm not saying Mike Williams is the, is the white knight and I've, I've saved boxing by paying 40 quid for two tickets, but it's, but that's like you, you go yeah, along but, to the show and you've, you've added, you've contributed, you've helped to contribute towards that, that show. And but if everyone did that, then that is contributing in the end, isn't it? Exactly. And that's the exactly. whole point. Yeah. 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 My sister's not into boxing, so she didn't want to come and watch him box because she's yeah. not into it. She's not into combat sports in any way, shape or form. But we wanted to go along. And, and I've been to a couple of his, couple of the home shows. If I'm not working, I'll go to a home show um, yeah. and I'll pay for my ticket and, I, and I'll go along to it. My, my missus loves watching combat sports. She, she gets a bit bored if we have to watch too much of it, but she'll watch the occasional fight and, and, and something like that. So we'll go along, we'll watch it and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back. But if... But this is how uh, I've seen a couple of bits go out on on Facebook and Instagram and whatever else recently that the the local fighter today could be the UFC superstar or the global superstar of tomorrow. Promote yeah. back your fighters now, and that's what I would say to everyone: back your local promotions, yeah. back your local fighters, because you never know that promotion could all of a sudden be the next Cage Warriors in the UK. That, yeah. that oh, next yeah, fighter 100%. could be the next could be the next Conor McGregor in the UFC or or Paddy Pimblett or or whoever it may be, Michael Bisping, Dan Hardy. They could be the next superstar as, as far yeah. as UK MMA is concerned. Um just back them now. Just get to your shows. Get to your shows. Or, or buy James's pay-per-view channel. That's what you've got to do. One of the yeah. two. Years. <laughs> Put some money in my pocket. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm sure, I'm sure that 699 is going to go far. So it's uh, it's <laughs> but no, it but, is, it is all about it's about giving back to but yeah, you are giving back to the community, aren't you? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. In a way, you are because you, again, it all filters it's supposed to all filter back down to not just a promotion, but hopefully back to the actual clubs. It's getting because yeah. the clubs, if, if we're having martial arts clubs and there's, there's teenagers joining it, we're getting teenagers off the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for every teenager off the street who's not getting involved in fights or knife crime, so that's a that's a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spoke about it with um with with Sam Amidi when when he was doing the podcast and. Yeah, um, Jermaine Facey. I don't know if you if you remember Jermaine from. Uh, I think I remember the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for him, uh, the, the the hands up, guns down piece, and and just trying to get kids off the street to yeah. to um and and into the gym, get them off the street into the gym, teach them to to focus that aggression and those hormones that they've got racing through their bodies, focus it down the right path. And you can yeah. get these kids away from from all of that. 
and and I'm a big I'm a big believer that 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 can work. So and if we can save one or two kids, we've saved one or two kids moving them into MMA. But, exactly. Um, yeah. 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 But so for for the end of 2020, start of 2020, end of 2020, it's starting to come up. People don't want to pay 40% for uh, for Fight TV or whatever it is to, to run their yeah. pay-per-views. So then 2020, um, 2020's coming to the end. We're starting to open up a little bit more. You're getting a few more shows coming in. Um, then uh, to 2021, obviously, is a, is a shower of shit for most of us again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put it politely. Yeah, it was December where it's a doubt it came about. Yeah. COVID, you know, we, we thought we'd just get over COVID. So. <laughs> We thought we'd just got over COVID, and then it comes back to bite on the arse again. Like, well, no, so that's Back's that's um, that's tw- like end of twenty twenty. It wasn't even Delta, was it? There was whatever. Yeah, that was, it was. It's the end. Of, was it? Yeah, so it was. It was yeah, the end yeah. of twenty twenty. It was Delta, and then Delta kind of like. No, it was Delta. The end of twenty one. No, it's Omicron, weren't it? We're in twenty two oh, now. Fuck it, yeah. yeah. There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> so many. <laughs> COVID, so, yeah. Delta, so, yeah, yeah, sorry, which, sorry, yeah, which, so Delta. Whichever one it was, it brought it through yeah. to like February again. Didn't it was it? Delta, it was Delta, yeah, so we're, um, I don't know, whatever, some variant, some variant. And then, that, that, yeah. yeah, and then it's like, shit. So when did so, you guys really start picking up again in 2021? I'd say it was probably about August, August, September. Yeah, okay. It was really when it started coming back properly. Yeah. Um, we did a few shows. Not many, to be honest, 2021 was not many. And then I did a few, the end of 21 in Kent on my own, on my own, off my own back, mm-hmm. this was now, uh, a few semi-pro ones. It's not really, um, yeah, it's not really a story that I had to get into, but it was just, yeah. it wasn't the best shows. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we kind of, uh, I kind of knocked them ones on the head. And then 2022, it's just looking amazing. Yeah, everything's back now. There's no restrictions, yeah. no vaccine passports and stuff like that. It's just the calendar's but literally, but we're triple booked on some weekends now, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's like shit. How are we going to do it? But at the same time, it's like, well, this is great. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a mixture of some are going on my fight ticket, some are some are just um, on um, said MMA TV, some are on fights. Um, let's talk. Maybe getting one or two on actual broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, broadcast TV so it's like we're just going leaps and bounds and it's amazing yeah and again it's just yeah. like every single event I do whether it's a small one uh, or whether it's a large one it's a privilege to do really yeah 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 it's like I, I kind of way I, I kind of think you know, how lucky am I I love the sport yeah and not just MMA I love combat sports in general um, it's like when I do Yakao uh, Super Showdown the, some of the Muay Thai fights in there are like amazing like top proper top world level for yeah Muay Thai fights um I was like I, I, I look at it fucking unlucky yeah it's like when was one was it I think it was 2019 no it's two yeah 2019 it was uh Ross Ross Pearson had this fight with um some French guy some Davi I think his name was and he did a roll in thunder kick oh Probellium cold yeah, yeah. Probellium. and everyone's sharing it I think you know what I directed like well no I did all the replays for that show and I think I watched that live. You know, I'm fucking yeah. lucky to watch that live. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be judging on that show, but um yeah something happened behind the scenes. We we were supposed to be putting our team together for from a southeast perspective. Yeah. Um 
And then something happened and, and they ended up getting the big guns in there. So Dave Leverby was down there and a couple of others uh, yeah. went in and did it instead. And um, all, I, all I remember is looking uh, looking at a picture. I can't remember who took the picture. It was probably Dan Moverheedy took the picture or had the picture took. And because I'm I'm larger than your average man, let's say, I was like, so glad I wasn't wearing those T-shirts. They had the black and white T-shirts. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> I'd look fucking awful in that. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, thank God for that, that I didn't have to wear that. They, they would have probably given me a, a medium as well, which wouldn't have looked, it would have been like a boob tube or something. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, mate, that Rolling Thunder, like... That, it, the slap that come off that Rolling Thunder was like... Yeah. I was in the truck at the back and I heard it. I was like, yeah. Christ. Oh, wow. And it was like, a, I don't want to say it was a boring fight, but it weren't, it was very lackluster. And yeah. that just came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But shit. Because it was quite, <laughs> wasn't that quite, uh, was that in the third round as well? I think. It was like the last 10 seconds. Oh, was it really? Yeah, last 10 seconds of that round. And it just came out of nowhere. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, well, Ross's first big fight back. Well, his first fight, his first MMA fight back since being cut from the UFC. Yeah. Um, and it was his first big, well, his first fight back in the UK since then yeah. as well. I cheated. Yeah. It's like it was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. And again, a privilege to be filming names yeah. like that. And um, that's it from a from a fan's perspective. Um. I don't know about you, but there's there's not it's not often now that I would fanboy out about I, I've been in MMA long enough now that I don't fanboy out about about a few people. I I worked a show um last year, I don't know when it was, say August. I worked to show yeah. August, September I worked to show. Um and there was a guy that came out and not a lot of people in the modern day era of MMA, we'll know this guy, but I'm not a big fan, but I've been around some of the biggest stars in, in MMA yeah. and I've just gone, all right, how you doing? And it's not because I'm big headed, but because I, I'm just not that sort of person. I don't go around taking pictures and I'm autographs or anything like that. Uh, there's only this... two I've took pictures of. So, so who are the two? You... Yeah. John McCarthy and Joe Karzaghi. Yeah, the only reason yeah, I took yeah. this Kazagi fight one is because I knew it was going to annoy my brother. I said, yeah. he, loves, he loves Joe Kazagi. He's a big boxing fan, so we know, I know he loves Joe Kazagi. But I'd take a yeah. picture to piss him off. But well, uh, I'm so, kind so of sorry. Fan. So, so the person for me, well, sorry to, to cut over you, the, the person for yes, me right. that I fanboyed out about, and it took him by surprise as well, a guy called Pete Irving. Pete is, see, even the look on your face now, I could tell you, you're I like, who the fuck's Pete Irving? <laughs> Honestly, Pete was, um, I remember reading Fighters Only or something like that. I think it was Fighters Only. Yeah. Pete did a um, Pete did a column in it about fitness and blah, blah, blah. And he reminded me of a Muay Thai guy I know and, and a friend of mine called Nick. And because he looked very similar, loads of tattoos. Pete came from a Muay Thai background as well. Um you're going to be Googling Pete Irving in a minute just to see who he is. But, um, but Pete, he, um, he had this fighter, this, this absolute monster of a fighter that he's cornering. This kid is, is he's annihilated his opponent. And um, then all of a sudden, I've, uh, Pete has come out and the fight has finished. Everything's gone. 
I ran a beeline for Pete and I was like, and I'm like, you're right. He goes, I, I said, look, I'm not a fanboy in any way, shape or form. But Pete, I really need to shake your hand. And I, I shook his hand. I said, mate, I've been a huge fan forever. And he was like, really? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been a huge fan. I've been a huge because he never fought in the UFC. He wasn't. He wasn't a global superstar of a fighter. He was just yeah. somebody that I knew from years and years and years ago. That that Pete's a, a guy from the northeast. He's a humble guy from the northeast, and I, I, I spoke to him, and and I, man, I made a right twat of myself. Fucking, <laughs> and his fighter. This guy was a monster. This this guy yeah. was was an absolute monster. He stood there looking at me, speaking to Pete like that, and he, and I looked at him and I went, "Mate, you don't know what you've got here." You, you, I said, "You honestly don't understand what you got here." I shook the fighter's hand, I sent them on their way, and I could see the fighter. He was still as the, this guy's an actual <laughs> fighter. He's walking away like, "Fuck's this knobhead?" Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he? But honestly, but yeah, yeah, that was the last. Um, that's the last time I can remember, yeah. and and not long after that, I met Khabib, I met uh, I met GSP, I met a few other big people at the Emma event. Um, I'm I'm knocking about with people who are who are well known names in the sport, but I've never had it before, and I'm not sure I'll have it again. I yeah. may do, I may do, but that was the first, that was the the last time that I remember doing it and the first time for a very long time that I fanboyed out about anybody. And it's a guy that most people wouldn't even know who he is. So it's just, yeah. <laughs> I, I try, yeah. I try not to, um, you know, if, if, like I say, if a fighter walks past me, I nod my head to them. Some, half the time they're busy, to be honest. Yeah. Or half the yeah. time they're already being there. They're being mobbed by everyone else. So the last thing they want is me. You know, I've been laying down cables, I'm sweating my tits off. The last thing they want is someone sweating, coming over, putting their arm around them and stuff like that. Yeah. So I kind of try and avoid it. I also, I, if I'm working, I kind of think it's, it's not very professional for me to stop what I'm yeah. doing to come and take a photo yeah, with someone. Yeah. Unless it's a, unless I'm being doing that as a, from a journalist perspective, and that's different then. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like with, um, with John McCarthy, I was writing that night for um, MMA. And so that's mm-hmm. different. That point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I try not to. I mean, I've I've had that Hardy literally sat right in front of me. I had a Bellator, Chisora was sat in front of me. I could have stopped and spoke to him, but I thought, like, just let him get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like, I, I try not at, to. At the last Cage Warriors, there's loads of people there. I was, I was, Dan was there again. Dan Hardy was there. Yeah. There's there's always like Tom Kong Watson is on quite a few yeah. shows now with his with his team. Uh, obviously, Brad Pickett is at loads of shows that we work yeah. at. Um, you've you've got some really high. I remember who the last person. So before Pete Irving, the last person that I proper fanboyed out about, um, his son was kickboxing on a show. And um, it was Julius Francis. I was like, oh, look, again, he doesn't even know it is. You're too young, James. You're too young. He's an ex-professional boxer. Um, He's, uh, I'm pretty sure he fought Anthony Joshua, but he was well at the end of his prime. So he was like an early to mid-2000s boxer and um, a heavyweight boxer. Um, And Julius, I was like, but again, he was a guy that that came out and know that, that, he was he was semi famous as a boxer. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, again, just fanboyed out about him. And it just reminded me, I was at a show, I judged his son kickboxing. His son took the fight on, I don't know, seven hours notice, something like that, and, and came in and did kickboxing because Julius used to be a, a, a kickboxer as well. So, um, and yeah, just, just, um, yeah, just, just fanboyed out a bit about him. But they were the only two, from what I can remember, they were the only two fighters that I've ever had that had that about. Um, yeah, and, and it's 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 just strange. It's just strange out. And, and two people that a lot of people, both of them, I feel really bad now because both I feel really old as well because both yeah, of them you had no idea you, what I was they? talking about. It's, so yeah, <laughs> they mean something to you. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the whole point of it. It's yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. So so we've. With 2022, now that we are, I have yeah. to keep checking the date, that, that what year we are. Um, yeah, it's all pre and post COVID at the minute, mate. That's all I can remember stuff as. It's so, uh, free now, isn't it? So, yeah. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so 2022 for you is a big year. You've got most of yeah. your calendar booked up again. The missus is, is now is now a, a, a combat sports widow at the weekends again for, for most of the time oh, she, and, she and some it. evenings whilst you're editing and, and making sure well, everything's in place. To be fair with her, she, she enjoys it herself. I, when I was doing um, shows, smaller shows on film back, I'd take it with me. Yeah. She'd just ah, sit okay. next to me as I'm mixing. Um, yeah. I'm actually directing a, an event from my house on Saturday. Uh, there's someone sending a feed and she'd be sat there watching it with me. So, yeah. just, so it's not too bad in that, in that respect, but she she does enjoy it. I'm quite lucky, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She, she was the one who actually suggested to go to the USC. I was like, oh, I, wow. I wanted to go, but I went too fast if I didn't get to go, but she was like, no, we're definitely going. Yeah. Right. So, you yeah, can pay your £7,000 a ticket or whatever you've had to. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I see you on all the forums diving everyone off for trying to sell all their scam tickets that are trying to sell. Yeah. I'll sell it's you this £200 ticket for 50 quid and a, and a packet of Haribo or whatever they were trying to yeah. get for it. So, yeah. it's a, and, and that for me, mate, is, is it's criminal. What what What's happened with... Look, the UFC is a huge event, but what happens with tickets in the UK, not just for MMA and not just no, for the UFC, but ticketing I mean, in the UK yeah. is criminal at the minute. The way that the way that touts just buy everything up, add I mean, loads of money to it and just sell it on. It's ridiculous. The O2 is overpriced as it is. The O2 is yeah. way, always way overpriced. I always find the O2, like, okay, because it's London, fair enough, but I always find the O2 way overpriced as it is, but... What I don't, it's, it's not, it's not just the ticket towers. It's the, it's like Ticketmaster. So the day of the show, like the day of the tickets come out, because there's so much demand that they boost the price up themselves. Yeah. They artificially yeah, yeah. inflate the prices. And it's just, someone really needs, because it's not fair on the fans who actually want to go. Yeah. We, we have, we've got the problem like with the technology as well. It's impossible to find certain pieces of technology because the same thing, people are buying it all up and just holding mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it should be illegal. You shouldn't be allowed to sell a ticket for anything more than what you've paid for that ticket. Yeah, face value, and that's that's yeah, exactly. It's it's um, yeah. I I I mean, I feel exactly the same way. And and for I for do, certain ticket companies, I can understand yeah. that's how they make their revenue. But that's yeah, where yeah. their booking fees come in. So if they're an right, official, exactly. an official company, so Ticketmaster or AIG or whoever it is that is selling those tickets on behalf of the O2. So we are the official company that's selling the tickets on behalf of the O2. Let's say, for instance, sake, there's 
20,000 people going to be at the O2. Let's just say, for instance, say there's 20,000 people going to be the O2. Ticketmaster turn around and they go, right, to manage this whole process, we're going to charge a £4 handling fee per ticket. So your tickets start at 100 quid. We're going to charge a £4 handling fee per ticket. They've they've nicked 80 grand just for their handling fee. Plus... They've probably had some on the other end for for selling the ticket. So they've probably bought that yeah. 90 quid ticket for 85 quid. And and okay. they're they're making their fiver off that. They've made a four quid off that. They've made a couple of hundred grand just for that one event. But yeah. they're doing that seven nights a week, 52 weeks of the year, all for the O2. So exactly. for them to take it on and then add X amount of money to it. It's just, I think it's just criminal. I think they, they I'd love to see how many to. empty seats are going to be on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can guarantee there's people who have bought tickets just to tickets out and have not sold them. So I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting to see how many actual seats are empty. Yeah. Who could yeah, have yeah. went to a genuine person? Because like, you know, with the UFC, it doesn't come around very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're very lucky to get tickets for it. Yeah. And so in, some, in, some, in some cases, it's some terminal fights are once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, it was UFC 204, weren't it? Brisbane uh, Henderson. That was going to be a once in a lifetime fight for Manchester or for the yeah. UK. Okay, they fought before, but it's, you know, the reason why I bought them tickets, because I knew this is going to be Brisbane's probably only title defence. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to probably be the only chance for me to watch him defend the title in Britain. In his hometown, yeah, his home yeah, yeah, county. Yeah. So yeah. that was worth every penny. I actually paid less for that. I paid fifty quid for the tickets. Really? And they were yeah, for the Manchester tickets. They were fifty quid each, <laughs> and they were mid tier. I'm in the gods for this one. These were mid tier. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it's probably because probably because the main event didn't start till five in the morning. But yeah, you know, it's still, you're paying for for that. You pay. Yeah. It's a title fight at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I remember, so I've just had to, I've definitely not just had to look up on my phone, but um, the last UFC event I went to, because generally generally when UFC London is going on or a UFC event in the UK, generally for me, there's I'm at an MMA event somewhere around the UK. But the last live UFC event I went to was UFC Nottingham in 2012. Um, Jesus. And I... I, I I live in I live just outside of West London. Um, yeah. And so we drove up and back, me and my mate, me and my mate Paul, we drove up there and back in the day. Um, yeah. I bumped into my, my mate Pete Mercer uh, and, and my mates. Sorry, my mate Pete, Pete Mercer and Alex Reed were up there. Um, yeah. I sat next to, um, you may or may not remember him, a guy called Harry Shoebridge, uh, used to work on UCMMA. Um, he's got his own, he had his own show, uh, show and event himself. Um, and it was it was almost like Dan Hardy fought that night, Brad Pickett fought that night, Stefan Struve beat uh, Miocic that night as well in the main event, and um, so that was the last UFC event I've, I've, I've gone to. So it's yeah. it's religiously watched it ever since on on uh, on 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 TV. But yeah, it's and even back then, the events themselves are just when you go to a live MMA event, and I think that was possibly 
one of the last MMA events that I actually watched purely as a fan, because I think I'd been I'd been judging for about a year at that point. So yeah. that was possibly one of the last events that I went to purely as a fan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think earlier on in the year, I went to a UC MMA event for my birthday. I took a load of like 10 or 15 mates I went up there for. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, yeah. It's just, no, it wasn't, sorry. It was the year, it was 2013. I went to a UC MMA event for my birthday, got, got a table and did whatever else. But yeah, it's it's mad when I look back on it now. For me personally, for yeah. you, you watch you watch lots more fights than I do and, and doing your replay side of it and directing it or whatever you're doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, just to think back on, on, on everything, you know, it's, it's like reminiscing. This podcast has made me, <laughs> has made me reminisce, but, um, but yeah, but, but mate, but so for you, for what's your, for you now, what's your next steps in 2022 then? What, what's, what's going to be oh. the future? If you want to throw anything out into the ether, about what you're going to be doing in 2022 and beyond, like moving forward. What, so what is it? 2022, for you, just continue this role we're on, you know, yeah. get all these shows out the way. I said it's a bad thing, but I, you know what I mean? Get through <laughs> these shows, but that I want to really focus on fight ticket, get this pay-per-view platform, get it take off because I know mm-hmm. there's a potential there. Um, there's potential to, to grow it really, really big. Um, it's not going to be on the level of UFC Fight Pass. It, 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 no, it can't be because they've got the money to do all yeah. that. But I wanted to get it big. Again, it probably won't be it won't be as big as Fight because again they've got the money to do that. But I want to get it up to so it's like the premier UK pay per view platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's not just a focus on MMA. It can focus on boxing, Thai boxing, K one wrestling as people will do wrestling shows we're yeah. doing grappling this weekend it's a mix of everything really i just yeah, want to yeah. grow that more um and i want to keep getting bigger and better shows uh all around really yeah. you know yeah, i yeah. i enjoyed i enjoyed the referee um on friday i want to start doing a little more of that if i can mm-hmm. um it's when i've got the time to do that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. again that <laughs> That I want to, I, I, I think I would need to stick to smaller shows. Obviously, I've got to stick to smaller shows. What I mean is uh, more regional, that are closest to me, small shows, just to get the experience first before I then put my foot in the door with more higher level regional shows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Build if, if, I, if I could give you a bit of advice from yeah. an officiating perspective, yeah, yeah. and this, this is advice to everybody. This isn't just to you, James, but, but me yeah. and you are talking now. Um, if you get a chance, go along and referee some from some sparring sessions at the gym. Yeah. So go to yeah. one of the local gyms. Um, go go to go to the local MMA gyms or or K one gyms or or anything like that. Yeah. Ask him if you can. Look, oh, I want to get into refereeing a bit more. I do X, Y, and Z. Or go to some people you know and say, look, do yeah. you mind if I just ref a sparring session? Yeah. yeah. And then once you've got a bit of experience refereeing 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 some sparring <laughs> sessions um then start looking at some interclubs go look do you mind yeah, if yeah. i come along and referee your interclubs and because of what you do and you're you're busy every weekend doing something yeah. or other this may take you down a path of two or three years 
just doing interclubs, sparring yeah, sessions yeah, and, and, and getting into that sort of side of it. Because you're generally working on a Saturday night or, or sometimes even Saturday and Sundays, depending on yeah. when the shows are, for yeah. you, an interclub's generally during the day. Um, sparring sessions are generally a night during the week. Um, and just get a feel for it that way. Because then no, when, I, you, I get it totally when you do yourself. eventually yeah. get get an opportunity to work on another show like you did Friday night, you're going to be in so much better mental state of it because you're going to go, yeah. right, I've been in this exactly like a fighter, exactly like when you when you record, when you're behind the camera, when you're directing, when you're doing the replays, your muscle memory then starts to kick in. For you now, being on the replay desk, you know from your jujitsu days you can go, ah, I can look at X, Y, and Z, and I need to be here. Or you said earlier, you said earlier about when the guy was going in for a rear naked choke, look at his hands, look at the way his hands are going, look at, look at this, look at this. You'll also yeah. know the difference between when that submission is on and when it is in. Exactly, so there's yeah. a difference between somebody going yeah. for a submission and getting the submission on and when it's in. There's a big difference between when totally. the submission is there and when yeah. it's in. And you can get to that. And this is, as I say, James, this is for me and you, we're talking now, <coughs> excuse me, but for any prospective officials as well, start refereeing some sparring sessions, start refereeing some, uh, some interclubs and you'll be surprised at how, how better you get. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. You'll be surprised how much better you can get doing that rather yeah, no, than I, trying I totally to totally say yeah yeah yeah, yeah no I, I totally get what you're saying um yeah i mean i'm under no illusion to start high anyway you know you always start at the bottom it's it's like how uh, if we go back to boxing again yeah because it's if you you can't just go straight in as your world-class boxing referee you have to start the amateurs and they, they don't won't even let you do C class amateur, C class, whatever, whatever the amateur is, their levels. I think you actually, you actually start doing what you say. You you referee sparring sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they build you up with the with the um, um, ABAs. Is they build you up and up and up and up, and then you have to go on all these different courses until you eventually certified. Now, obviously, MMA is different in the respect it's not sanctioned, so you technically yeah. you don't get licensed, do you? But yeah. Hopefully that's something that does happen down the line. Is that you actually yeah. get officially licensed? And and I was I was looking. Um, I got asked to to would I be interested in going along and being a, a boxing official once? So yeah, I got asked. Would you be interested in in coming on board with the ABA um, and and working through your ABA licenses for boxing? Yeah. And for me personally, I'm an MMA fan because I like yeah. the fact that 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 fight can go anywhere. Boxing for me, I can watch. I'm happy watching boxing matches that I'm interested in. I'm completely a casual when it comes to boxing. I can take it or leave it. Somebody the other week was like, oh, you're watching the big fight tonight. And I was like, what big fight? And they went, oh, well, so-and-so's fine. This is how bad it is. I didn't even know um, uh, Joshua Usk. I had no idea they were fighting. Somebody said, oh, it's it's Joshua (laughs) Usk tonight. I was like, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, didn't you know? I was like, no, I, I, I don't. I don't follow boxing in any way, shape, or form. But what surprised me was, and what I loved about the way that the ABA work, 
is they make you before you can judge a boxing fight you have to shadow you have to shadow for a certain amount of time you have to shadow other judges then you start on the amateur like the real low early not low level early level early stages of boxing and you have to work your way through and there's a there's a process you have to follow yeah to go from never judging before doing all of your licenses to get up to wherever you are you look at um do you know chris jones um south uh guy from south wales he's a he's a boxing referee chris has had to work his way up from the really, really low level. Chris is a great guy. He, um, he, he, he wanted to do MMA as well. Yeah. Politics came into it from ABA and yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, they, ABA don't like MMA. Let's put it, let's put it very politely. They don't, and they don't want their judges and their referees crossing between the two. So he, he had to make a choice and he gave up MMA um, officiating to, to follow his boxing path because that's where his, his true what he felt is true or feels his true calling is and he's yeah. a great and the problem is for for, for MMA he's an he's a really really good ref really good and he could have been he could have been really good as one of those crossovers that does both but it's, it's the licensing part of it and he's got his license and one day and one day I hope MMA has the lot in, in the UK I hope yeah. we have those licenses in place for it's UK similar. officials in MMA as well. So it makes it, sense it, to have it. Yeah. It makes yeah, all yeah. the sense because then you're not getting, you're not getting such and such come from a gym to officiate a fight because we've, mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen someone be pulled out of a gym. Can you fight? Or oh, there's a local bouncer or someone and they're refereeing a fight. And I'm watching it like this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I've seen ex fighters in the past in the, in what I would class as the Wild West days, oh, we've got so-and-so to judge, uh, to ref, because he's yeah. a fighter. And there's difference. Like, yeah. Leon Roberts started because he helped a mate out. Oh, Leon, you know what you're doing. You could do this. Mark Goddard is well-documented that Mark was supposed to be fighting. He got injured, and he ended up refereeing on the show, and that was the first fight he refed. And yeah. there's other fighters... I, I, I got involved in it because I was injured and I couldn't couldn't train, couldn't do anything. I was speaking to somebody yeah. and I got involved. Um, oh, you know about MMA? Why don't you why don't you come along and judge a show? Oh, yeah, all right then. Eleven years later, here I am. So it's it's uh, but yeah. but it's that we're going to get to a point where there is going to be licensing for officials. So and and yeah. I can't. It's not that I can't wait for it because I'm looking forward to the journey and breaking. I don't personally. The end result is the end of the result. But for me, it's breaking yeah. down those barriers and overcoming those hurdles to get us there. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's, no, it's those little wins as we go along. So, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so for you, for you, James, obviously 2022, bigger and better shows, getting the, um, getting the pay-per-view yeah. up, to, up to where you want it to be as well getting your, your, your refereeing involved as well, getting, getting involved in yeah. that side of it. Um, obviously 2023 and beyond, you're going to be, you're going to be rivaling 
uh, UFC Fight Pass and and the Bellator <laughs> app and whatever else and 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 uh, uh, Box true. TV or whoever <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky Sports are going to be asking you to run their uh, run their uh, r- run their pay per views for them through through your pay per view channel and. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> but it, it's but no, mate. Uh, I, I say it in jest, but obviously you've, no, got, no, you've got where you want to be, and 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 that's mate, it's a beautiful thing. And and from my side of it, seeing and speaking to you, like we've bumped into events over the last few years. All right, how you doing? You're right, how you doing? You're right, how you doing? Yeah. But to actually sit down and speak to you about this, you're behind the camera somewhere else. I'm cage side. So yeah. We're... Bits. It was like right. last weekend. I wanted to stop and say hello to you, but I went, "Oh fuck, I got to go somewhere now quickly." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And we literally ha- we have these brief encounters every yeah. few months or so. It's like, "All right, mate, how you doing? All right, right yeah. see you We've got to go. Yeah, <laughs> you're busy yeah, yeah. and I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We turn up before a fight, uh, before before a fight, before an event. Obviously, you're there. I don't know. You you turn up like midday or whatever it is, trying to start yeah, getting yeah. everything set up. Me, me, Dan, and Sam, and the rest of the team, we turn up about ten minutes before. <laughs> have a quick stretch and then and then do a rules meeting and then and then do something else and then we have a stand about for a bit and then we go into it but, but we're yeah. doing stuff obviously we're having briefings and we're, we're doing whatever we're doing to get ourselves yeah. ready but obviously you're one side of it making sure that the the audio and visual side is, is is correct we're the other side of it making sure that the fighters are in place making sure that our team is in place excuse me making sure everything's ready to go um and we never really get to get to speak to each other, and that's 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 what yeah, I'm yeah. trying to. I don't want to bang on about it, but that's what I want to try and get from this podcast. I want to I want people to understand what goes into making MMA tick in the UK, and someone yeah. like yourself, James, going from compete uh, training BJJ back in 2009, starting in BJJ because you saw uh, Frank Shamrock and Tito Ortiz on Bravo you decided to get into it and started doing stuff to, to, to now in 2022, what I want to do is I want to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. It's a wonderful journey for you, for people to understand your journey and, and to realize that you can get involved in this sport or any combat sport or any profession that you want to purely by chance is if you hadn't turned on a Bravo at, 11 o'clock at night or whatever time it was and, and saw yeah. that we may not be sitting here today. You may not, you, may not be. You, you may still be working in that curry house behind the bar, pulling pints of Cobra yeah. or whatever it may have been. So it was just a chance <laughs> press of a button on a TV remote. That's got you, that's got you where you are now. And that's, that's, yeah. um, mate, it's a great story. It's, it's a brilliant, um, it's a brilliant journey that you've been on, especially all the twists and turns in it of, of, of what you wanted to do to find what, what we would call your true calling in MMA. And mate, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you very much for, you. for coming oh, on thank board. You, and, thank you. And is there anything else, anything else you want to put out there? Anybody you want to thank from along the way? You want to um, give you any shout outs, any, uh, any, any socials that you want people to follow? Anything like that? This is your so time just now. For social, got... um, if you follow, uh, what's look on there? I'm doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> Ever the professional, he's, he's got to look up what his own tag is. So, yeah. so it's Fight Ticket. So if you follow Fight Ticket on Instagram, uh, yep. All the latest fights, all the latest fight cards, etc., was all on there. In terms yep. of thank yous, really, yeah, 
Richie Dixon, who got me my start in BJJ, you know, he taught me basically everything I know in terms of grappling. And then Paul Woozy for giving me a chance with film, because without Paul, I wouldn't be speaking to you now either, because, mm -hmm. you know, he was the guy who gave me that first shot. He was the yeah. guy who took a chance on me and said, you know, can you hold the camera? Can you do this? Yeah, I can do all that. And then he gave me that chance. Yeah. Sometimes you have to have people. And that's what I'm like with my students. If I can get my students opportunities, I get them the opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, so he was, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for him for giving me the opportunity to work in such a professional. I mean, the amount, the amount of knowledge I've gained from working on these shows, it's like it's like a, a lifetime of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm really thankful for him for that. Um, and thank you for you for putting on the seminar um, back then. You know. Yeah. Because again, that seminar opened my eyes to, to so much in terms of the rules and regulations. It was like, it's such an eye-opener. I I, get, I very ignorantly thought, you know, I know the rules. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And there was so much more to it than just just the, just the face value. There's so much more to it. And mate, I'll tell you something that, that we're, that has been undervalued in the past in the UK. Um, we are so privileged to have Mark Goddard as a as a UK yeah. official. I'm not talking about Mark Goddard, the referee, because mm -hmm. the the fighters that he referees, they are, in my opinion, they they are privileged to have a guy who is so passionate and so knowledgeable yeah. about the sport looking after them in the cage. And that's essentially what he's doing. He's looking after that fighter's safety in yeah. that in that cage um but for us for my official side of it and for for everybody else associated with mma yeah and want to see mma grow we are so lucky to have somebody like mark in the uk 100%. fight in our corner pulling everybody together it mate he's 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 gone way beyond the role of a referee he's taken it that next step yeah. with emma and stuff like that it's like you know He's putting the work in. He really yes, is. Definitely. And it's great. Definitely we, putting the work we, in. We need someone like him. We need people like yourself as well. Yeah. You know, everyone who everyone who is working in some sort of some sort of capacity to help grow yeah. the sport. Everyone needs everyone. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It all works together. And yeah, it's like it's like small cogs in a machine, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, mate. Small cogs. Yeah, it all comes exactly together. Yeah. yeah. All comes together in the end. And it's great. Yeah. You know, this sport can only get bigger in this country. It's not hit the peak yet. Mm -hmm. That bubble hasn't burst yet. It's still growing. It's still growing. You know, ho I, I hope it will get regulated properly within the next, well, say, five, ten years. Probably, mm -hmm. maybe, hopefully less than that, really. Yeah. Hope, you know, the shows get bigger, the, the, the fighters get better. And it just keeps on growing for us. Yeah. There's so much potential in this country. We're only yeah. a small country, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're a really yeah. small country, but the amount of potential here, it, it, it's mental. I mean, we've got Bellator on BBC now. Now, who thought Bellator, who thought MMA in general would get onto the BBC? Yeah. Ten years yeah, ago, yeah. it never would have happened. Never. Yeah, yeah. Especially when, um, especially when Cage Rage, I think it was, got chucked off of Sky Sports because of, of yeah. swearing. So Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think it was Paul Daly swore on Sky Sports, live on Sky Sports. And um, yeah. and that was the beginning of the end for, for MMA 
on yeah. any broadcast channel in the UK, a primetime broadcast channel yeah, in, the, yeah. in the UK. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we've got we've got Bellator, arguably the second largest promotion in the UK, in the UK, sorry, in in yeah. in the world. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's you think amazing. the BBC is the way the BBC is, it's very uh, it's a very I don't want to say posh, but it's a very market TV channel, let's say, yeah, for the UK. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like it's very um, it's not Channel 5, with it's when not it, Channel it's, 5, no, it's, it's like, that's it's exactly it, what I want to say. It's not Channel, it's 5, not channel you know. 5 when Channel 5 used to be that channel with a bit of snow in the background when, when, it, <laughs> when the signal wasn't quite strong enough. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, the BBC is very strict of what they put on because we're paying yeah. for that as a TV licensor, yeah. Um, yeah. so for them to put Bellator on BBC Free on prime time as well, when it's when it was um last week, was it last weekend, the weekend after when it was in um. Dublin. Ireland, it was wasn't it? Time. It was in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's on prime time. To put yeah. Bellator MMA on prime time on BBC is like a massive achievement. Yeah. I mean, the US must be kicking themselves for that because they should have been the first to have done that. Um because they, they've think, not Yeah, they've I not think they on... would have probably uh, the difference being, I think, that it's it's a big it's a big kudos to, to Bellator. To be able to be the first, yeah. yeah, it's a big achievement to be on the BBC. But I think with the with the broadcasting rights that the yeah. UFC are getting, oh yeah, hundred percent from, 100%, from yeah. BT Sports, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, think uh, yeah. Well, there's two ways to look at it. There's the achievement aspect and the exposure. Yeah, 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 yeah. you are right. They, they must be getting an absolute fortune from BT. No, they actually got BT at a uh, cost price. BT got the UFC really because um, they the UFC messed up on a deal that was going to be at eleven, 11 sports. sports, yeah, and it pulled it fell through. So the BF- that fell BT. through. Now, God damn you, eleven sports! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I cancelled my BT Sports Ooh. on something like I don't know. Let's say the tenth of December, I cancelled my BT Sports, and then about. Two weeks later, because Eleven Sports was supposed to take over from, I think it was the the first card at the end of January and whatever yes. year it was. Yeah, yeah. God damn you, Eleven Sports! I had to go <laughs> crawling back to BT. Oh hi, uh, do you mind reactivating my account, please? I I know I cancelled <laughs> it, and I threw a load of fucks at you because your your broadcast was shite at the time and your your app was terrible and everything else was awful. <laughs> But can I please come back because you've still got the UFC and now and now I'd like to pay thirty pound a month for it or whatever it was rather than the the eleven pound <laughs> a month I was paying before. Please and thank you. So uh, yeah, 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 but yeah. So that that fell through. But <laughs> so I think that I think they got it at a cost value. But you know what what BT had done for the UFC in terms of their actual output is great. That the shows BT are putting yeah. on is. Cause they do like their own magazine shows and stuff uh, and interviews yeah. with BA, but there's been doing interviews for BT now, which are really great interviews. Um, mm-hmm. they got um, Ariel Hawani doing stuff for them as well, yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, in that terms, yeah, the UFC, I've got it like they probably have got the best, the best of it, but in terms of that achievement, that is a massive achievement for MMA in general, just to go, yeah. To BBC. And I'd, I'd like to see, um, what's next, you know, could we see. 
Could we see the UFC on ITV? Could we see the big fight live back? But with yeah. UFC instead. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. prime time, could, nine o'clock on Could, ITV could we Rob. start seeing some regional shows on I hope so. BBC iPlayer? Imagine that, be, BBC iPlayer, a, a, a regional show or a large, a large regional show. Um, yeah. So, so for, for me, like a long established large regional show, I don't know, so one of my favourites to work on, um, Shock and Awe. Someone like Shock and Awe, yeah. they put on an amazing, yeah. an amazing show every single time. Imagine something like that going on BBC iPlayer. They've got their own exactly. pay-per-view yeah. channel, but... Um, or, or go through for pay-per-view, but imagine something like that, or, or FCC, or or whoever it may be, one of the, the larger, regional, more established shows, yeah. getting onto a BBC iPlayer. That would be, be, that would be, be amazing. Amazing. Again, you've got to think, this is the exposure for the fighters. Yeah. Because yeah, at, the yeah. end of, at the end of the day, it's, it's for the fighters, the, the, the competitors, it's, it's for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mate, I'd, I'd vote to keep the BBC license fee if <laughs> they would put MMA on there. That's that's my yeah. vote. I've got one vote for the BBC licensing fee, um, especially as I know a few people who refuse to pay it anyway. Um, but <laughs> I'd <laughs> I'd keep it just if they put MMA yeah. on on I mean, more we, MMA we ha- on BBC. We, we had Cage Warriors and Channel Four, but Channel Four didn't really do much of it. Yeah. I don't think Channel Four knew what to do with it as well. They didn't really know. They didn't really know what they had. So yeah, but I think with the right channel, the right marketing, and the fact that the sport's growing since then too, in a way yeah. that it's grown, you know, it's grown much more since one. One was uh, it was two thousand thirteen when it Cage Warriors on Channel Four. So that was just before Conor McGregor. Was it just after? Just before Conor McGregor? I don't know. It was around that time. Yeah, but they missed the mark of that because they had the, they had him. Winning that, winning the Cage Warrior title on you know on Channel Four, how great would that have been for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, that was when McGregor was really up and coming then, and then that's when he jumped from there to the UFC, and then obviously the rest of history yeah. for him. Joe Rogan banging on about him for for months yeah. before he joined the UFC as well. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was banging on about him. So um, yeah, and that so was really if, the... if we can get like you say, like a. a, a, a a seven, well, seven, a really successful regional shot on on terrestrial TV. Um, showcasing fighters like the next Conor McGregor, or mm-hmm. you know, that'd be amazing. Yeah, to have, like you say, to have like the fight live on ITV, but doing it from an MMA perspective would be like it's we've achieved something. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's the next level, then, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So, so that was your thanks to everyone, James. That that long, yeah, long thanks. <laughs> Again, MMA tangents is uh, is well in <laughs> is well in the uh, is well in the mix. But mate, look, thank you very much for coming on the show. No, thank you. Um, like I say, it's a pleasure. Yeah, we've 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 touched miles more than I thought we would. We've we've <laughs> we've, we've gone into. <laughs> we haven't just done the origin stories of of of. James Lahart, we've we've gone into we've gone into more, but mate, it's it's been a, it's been brilliant. It's been it's been really cool. No, thank you. It's been really cool for me. Thank you very much for coming on the show, mate. Um, no, no and, um Yeah, and everybody, everybody, start um, 
uh, buying pay-per-views is, is opposed yeah. to the long and short of it. And, and, and book James for all of your interclubs and sparring sessions uh, yeah. and, and whatever else is going on. <laughs> but, mate, thank you very much for being on the awesome. show. And, uh, and I'll, see you, I'll see you at the next show. Thanks again to James for taking us through his journey today. And let this be a warning to anyone who thinks they can just jump in and take an MMA fight without proper training. You too could end up with a few minutes of your life missing and a wonky nose. Next time on the show, we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Sledge. Andy will take us on his journey into MMA whilst covering his favourite subject, himself. He will also reveal a few darker parts of MMA in a way that only he can.